Hey, folks. Hola. Sorry about last week. Lo siento. It's funny. At the time we recorded this, I haven't even put together last week's show. Mm. I've completely... Because our fan base seemed to stop growing... They didn't. I, I don't know how many times I have to tell you people are, that I didn't know were listening or asking me where episodes are. Okay. I've sent you that visual representation three times. Well, people that I did not know were listening. I guess it's just a post-quarantine... They get it. ...laziness in me. Yeah. Like, we used to be... Tuesdays, Tuesdays, Tuesdays. And then eventually we switched to Wednesdays because we got to a shitty habit of recording on Mondays. Yeah, and you got into your uh, the COVID the COVID quarantine drinking days and eating whatevers and I, I think we'll just go back to Wednesday releases and the nice thing <laughs> is That sounds is, nice. Yeah, I love a good Wednesday release. I love release. a Wednesday release. Uh, but Wednesday is the best day for a hand job when you wake up. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> it's midweek. And, you know, it's like, uh, at least I know I'm waking up to a gibber. Uh, this chair. This, wrap it up, man. This sofa <laughs> fucking stool. We've only been in the intro for a minute. Oh, God, man. <laughs> we'll, switch cheeks. To, we'll switch tools next time because this one's I don't think we're doing bad. this next time. Well, well if the air's not working. the sound quality is like. I think we'll be fine sound-wise. It's actually more compressed back here. Well, maybe. I'm just saying it'd have to be noticeably better for me to suffer through that stool again. So. But uh, today on the show, we talked about butt Fucking stuff. All kinds of family history, COVID. Family history, COVID, we butt a, stuff, the end of America. Which, which TPTO listener likes butt stuff? Did a survey. Yeah, uh, TPTO listeners, especially those of you in the, uh, in the, in the text thread, uh, weigh in. Let us know mm-hmm. who has and hasn't. After had, you've listened, though. Had, so we, you, know, you can tell us, stuff. you know, if we're right, fact checker, fact checker will be there. Well, hey, there's a thought. You tell me all the time that there's people listening that you didn't know about. If anybody is listening to this show and you're in the U.S., we do have to stipulate that. Mm-hmm. If you listen to this show regularly and you want to uh, be part of the text thread, because there is a text community that... Mm-hmm. Shoots it's a shit. whole, it's a wild west. You know, banks will share a picture of a bikini girl spreading her butthole saying, I like my COVID, like I like my, my... Coffee? It? No, uh, it's I like my COVID, like I like my girls young and, or 19 and easily spread. Mm-hmm. There you go. You know, if you want to see that kind of stuff, you got to get in on the text thread. And we'll add anybody to it. You just got to let us know you're out there. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe... Email us, tpto.com. Christy keeps telling me, Christy keeps telling me what we need to do is start a TPTO WhatsApp, because then you can go international and... Get mad up in there. I've been on WhatsApp before. It's a real harbor for terrorists and all types of regular people as well, so we we can do that. Well, let's get get a pod WhatsApp going so Matt can get get in on the fun. I'm in. There'll be an obvious delay, but, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll work it out. But yeah, we got a show for you. It's a show. It's a show. It's about all there is to say. I have one of those famous... Appointments. You know, when the time is slotted, when the time is right. Oh, you, you always make fun of me on you, the show. Oh, you got a beach. That's not, I don't know if it's necessarily a beach, but there's something. So what happens in these scenarios? You get a text that's like an eggplant and no. a mouth, and, and, and then you mm, race home? There's not some bat signal. It's just something that, you know, you flush out via text, and you say, all right, well, what kind of timeline are we on? You know what? When's what bedtime? This? When's bath time? What, right. What's, what? What? What window do we have to work with? So I know that you know optimally this would like I need to go. So in this scenario, yeah. If you were in the middle, of... this is your last question too. If you're in the middle of the twelfth hole at Fox Creek, that's not that there wouldn't get this text. there wouldn't be a scenario like that. Why not? Because I'm I'm not there. I'm saying like I'm not gonna be, I can't I, I'm not gonna leave the golf course. There's no per, there, you wouldn't. Leave I told the golf her course for a blowjob. No. I absolutely would leave the golf course for a I don't. I get them enough to not have to. I get them enough too, but if if I was playing and all of a sudden I was like, "Hey, 
you know, no. my gag reflex nope, just completely nope. went away. Like, I'll be home in 20 minutes. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'll wait till the next time. <laughs> this is golf, man. I, this is my get out, leave family. Like, I don't. Well, I was going to say that in the in the interest of the pod, you got a little bogged down and you, humanity coming to an end. Something that I related to Kristen the other day, this newfound interest in golf is very welcome because it is great in occupying my mind. Mm-hmm. I went to the range yesterday. I told you this after mm-hmm. I left work. And for 45 minutes, Did I wasn't it? thinking about anything other than keeping my weight square between mm-hmm. my shoulders, hips, and knees and hitting through the ball. I wasn't thinking about work, money, mortgage, nothing. Just mm-hmm. just that. It's a great zen thing to go do. Zen it up, baby. Speaking of zen. WFUCK! Yeah, go get that blow Go get that blow Holler. Recording in, in Studio H. <laughs> this is uh, it, I. It's a little. I don't know. I feel weird. We're not in my cramped office. We're in a different part of the shop. But the air's not working, and I refuse to. I feel like it's already hot enough in there. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like someone's behind me at all times in here. Well, just the ghosts of, of print shops. Like I can, past. I can, yeah, I can imagine like working in here late at night. It'd get a little weird if like one of the machines kicked on. It is weird to be here alone in the early morning, or the. I've even been here at like one in the morning before doing like rush work, and it's black. You know, it's pitch black outside, other than like what few street lamps work, and you'll hear like a, like just a clunk, something settling. Like, oh, what the fuck was that? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, you know. Did you just get some big news? We did. Kristen got a. a see, I don't know if I should say this or not. Uh-oh. Because here's the thing. The way her school works, it's a, they guarantee you a job within six months of graduating, or they have to give you your tuition back, right? Now, the big news is, I guess we'll say it, it's not like they're listening. That would be the shit. Wouldn't <laughs> Some unnamed listener yeah. out there, one of our biggest followers. Hey, I work for them. No, but the big news is she just got a freelance job. This, this girl that she networked with over a year ago that owns her own company that does UX just called her. And said, hey, I just got five huge new accounts and I need help, so I'm going to give you some freelance work, which is awesome. But the thing about freelance work in tech is it's great, but it could be over in four months. Mm. You just don't really know until you get into the meat of it. So I said, don't run and tell your school you got a job because then they're off the hook for giving you that tuition money back. And if this freelance gig only lasts through October, that ain't exactly $6,000 worth of work. (laughs) So wait, she... From graduation, mm. they have said you will have a job in within six, six months. months. Or when did she graduate? April. So May, June, July. August, and you don't September, report October. the freelance work because they just won't. That's not a real job. I wouldn't because it ain't. Yeah, because it's just a freelance gig. Like, well, if you do any ten ninety nine, I would say nothing. Right. But you're gonna have to do a ten ninety nine. Yeah. And you wonder if they, if like for tax purposes, then. Well, see, they're not going to do digging to that degree, but they would eventually catch Why? on. Why? If they think of it, they have to. They have to protect themselves. If yeah. they're guaranteed, it's just something to consider the other side before you start seeing the dollar signs pour in. Mm-hmm. If they make that guarantee, they're 
more likely to be astute about following up on on who got a job and who didn't because it, like you said what's the point of that guarantee if you're if if the sure. conversion rate is so low that you're giving back 70% of those fees then there would be no point in and even saying it right there'd be nothing that would monetize it to advertise them to say yeah in 6 months we guarantee you a job or we'll give you your tuition back yeah I don't know. There's I no guess, business model that can sustain I guess like that. I think of it like this. Like, everybody thinks, if I go to law school, I'll be loaded. What they don't think is, well, you could also end up as uh, meta-soprano. If you end up... <laughs> let's, <laughs> like, let's talk like, about that. If you go to law school thinking, I'm going to be loaded. If, you, if Tom Cruise. If anyone goes in that with that long... Well, but how, could, how can any right-minded person... Think about any right-minded person going to law school has seen the same... Have you been injured in a car crash? <laughs> Did you uh, have an for aunt who once had asbestos? Has your penis stopped working because you took, you know, Dr. Porkenheimer's boner juice? Like, all these things. I mean, John Foy, the strong That arm. guy's fucking loaded. Now, here's the difference. <laughs> the dude you see up there, yeah. John Foy, the strong arm, or uh, Morgan, and Morgan. Morgan and Morgan. Morgan and Morgan, that dude is living in a mansion that well, would yeah, make Tyler Perry come. He's and, got a new commercial that's all about the Bible. Like, I'm sure he's not even pitching his law office anymore. He basically bought airtime because to, that's what money does to witness through right. WSB. He's like, oh, and by the way, I'm an attorney, Morgan and Morgan for yeah. the people. Yeah, Anyways, uh, God be with you. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> he did this one word about surviving a car crash, and it's tough for me to take it seriously. There I was, glass splitting, cars everywhere. <laughs> thinking to myself, this must be what our customers go like. What? <laughs> you did not think that shit. Spinning it around. But anyways, that's my point. You you go in. Thinking, if you go and thinking you're going to be a millionaire, then you're an idiot anyway. Yeah. Like, because anybody that goes to law school, even if you go in for like super, one of these crusader types that mm-hmm. goes to law school and thinks, you know what? I'm going to get my environmental science degree and change the fucking world. Mm-hmm. And they might. Yeah. In some small corner, in some small patch. But ultimately, even the crusaders that go in there don't, even they don't know they're not getting fucking rich. Yeah. Even the ones that don't go in to get rich know Well, that. it's our culture and movies, you know, you think... I'm oh, you see go, The Firm and you're going to be Tom Cruise. Yeah, or, right. or The Devil's Advocate and you're going to be Keanu without The Devil. Did part. you watch it just because it's like number one on Netflix there for a few days? What, The Firm? Do you find yourself a slave sometimes to the what's hot in America? No, not on Netflix. I do. We watched The Firm only because Kristen had never seen it. And I was like... Oh, it's a good film. I was like, shit, I've seen The Firm yeah. and you, you outrank me. Like, you you had six years on me The Firm is actually if you it's it's when a I was slow up, build it is but when I was when I was growing up those were like the introduction books for me I'm back into voracious reading again which is making me Bain happy Grissom, John yeah. Grissom yeah when I was growing up my dad would read Grisham and they're so easy to read even when you're young and even though they, they weren't brutally violent but um, the, those early books The Firm The Client yeah. the one that had uh, Red, Renfro. Red Renfro um yeah, R.I.P. Bro, R.I.P. <laughs> uh, those early books, the, the the Rainmaker with Matt Damon, that was one of the movies that made Matt Damon, broke I Matt Damon. I haven't seen the Rainmaker. Oh, Rain dude, Maker. very fucking. Danny DeVito's is, is the side guy. I mean, mm. it's. I watch the Rainmaker all the time. If it's on, I'm watching. Is that about gambling? No, that's. Or, they're all in Memphis. They all take place in that Tennessee corridor where Grisham was from. Oh, okay. But he gets fresh out of law school. He's broke as shit. Has some broke as shit girlfriend. But uh, or doesn't have a girlfriend. I was thinking the firm. I get them confused sometimes. Mm-hmm. But this is Rudy Baylor in this story, and then he takes on this case against one of these mega insurance cases that 
one in a million it would have been settled out of court for peanuts if and they had denied this lady a claim her son dies he takes it on and finds this web of racketeering of, mm. of all kinds of illegalities and wins the case for like shuts them down for like 50 million no one gets paid so he's called yeah. a rainmaker but it's a really good good movie but those early Grishams are great the stuff but you suppose just to go back to I don't know where we how we got on. Well, what is it? You suppose? Oh, lawyers. Well, you suppose it's it's movie culture that makes someone think if I go to law school, I'll end up, I'll end up a big time wealthy lawyer, because it's not true. I, 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 I think, think it's true of medical school. I no. think you're pretty much guaranteed a decent income when you're done with medical school. Yeah, because like, what's the lowest grade? Of, like you go to medical school, you come out what uh, podiatrist. podiatrist. <laughs> <laughs> We've done that. We've done this. I mean, but they don't go to like regular medical to, school. Or you quit and you go to yeah they go to podiatrist school right. they made fun of that on Seinfeld or you don't even go through real medical school at all and you go to chiropractic school what well, that's and, fucking expensive and chiropractors get, are paid right they get paid but they're also mocked by the medical community who gives a shit doctor who gives a shit <laughs> if my if my dream was to be a chiropractor and that and the price tag on that came with real doctors who really do do fucked up shit all the time yeah. Come at me and say you're a quack doctor. Be like, all right. Well, my quack doctor just bought my third jet ski and I second house in the Caymans. Yeah, I'm like I'm watching you struggle with this chair. This this stool's not fun. Yours is one fixed height. This one keeps changing height on me. Mine is a very Soviet chair. It might have been at Stalingrad. Um, it's a worker's stool. This is a Soviet stool. It's a working class stool. Yeah. No, but, like, it's not true of the medical profession, I don't think. I think even the lowest rung of medical school graduate still ends up making a pretty decent wage when they graduate. Whereas if you finish law school and none of the big Wall Street firms want you, you know, it's like, well, I guess I'll go to that strip center, you know, (laughs) and and handle pro bono cases for nothing. I haven't been to law school, but I think I can say this. Law school is like anything else where the top 10% and it needs to be gauged by school because mm-hmm. they're going to look, you know, the headhunters in their profession are going to Harvard Law, right. Yale Asian. Law, sure, <laughs> and white, black, whatever. But they go to those top-tier schools, and then you got your special schools. Memphis State is a good school. Georgia State has a pretty good law school. They're known, to, But more often than not, people that go to law school do not become defense attorneys. That's the mentality the movie has is that yeah. you – you come out of law school and you're and you're practicing law. You're defending OJ in your first case. It's mm-hmm. just in my experience and in, in, in my yeah in my a huge hog beast. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Kiana's southern accent. A bro. huge hog beast. I'll bet he eats a million pancakes oh for my, breakfast. Oh my God, it's it wasn't like that. <laughs> she so got that movie started. <laughs> That scene is rough for some reason. <laughs> yeah, because he's, but he's getting a diddler off. What I was saying, most of these people graduate and go to take jobs for the for the fucking government. Mm-hmm. They go and they work as in, in prosecutors' offices or special investigators, or they're even the ones that don't pass the bar become really good paralegals and don't try again. Yeah. There's a myriad of things that happen when someone just like there's a myriad of things for those who go to a technical school or vocational school, for any yeah. school. Yeah. But the top ten percent get recruited. They look at it by school, you know, and then you go from there. Some and then some join the military, the JAG officers. Mm-hmm. So I mean. This idea is just as stupid as saying, like, I'm going to be the next Dr. Oz and I'm going to go to medical school. Right. It's just... I guess the the juxtaposition of this now 10-minute conversation yeah. was 
What what a great lead-in this has been. <laughs> well, the juxtaposition I was drawing was if I went to UX school the way Kristen did, I would hope that the job guarantee wasn't a paralegal in a strip center, mm. but it was maybe not top ten, you know, high-rise all- building, but but something steady. I would be I would be miffed if the school's like, oh, you got a freelance gig. Well, that counts. Like, well, what if it's over next month? <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm just saying, I am like I said before we started. Mm-hmm. Taking it where you can get it is an option sure. always. I just say, make sure you've covered all your bases for every eventuality. So plan for the worst and hope for the best. Yeah, taking but, it where you can get it, that's like settling for a hand job, but still being excited about it. I mean, Brian would be ecstatic. Any <laughs> random hand job. I, I mean, we've said that on the podcast before. I love a good hand jibber, especially one that I wasn't, wasn't aware was coming. I... <laughs> I've had one not super recently, but it was definitely like a, a, a wow moment. Yeah. Like, damn, just a good old jib, yeah, just a good old. Not even. I mean, I mean, and the way I won't. There's no need for specifics, but yeah. Truthfully, what I want to do now as an adult are the things that I was too um, afraid of hell to do as a teenager. Like, I'd love to go get a back row movie theater hand job. Oh man. You never, you never had one of those. I was afraid of the devil all during all. Those oh, years. the devil! That's right. The the backed up load of nineteen ninety eight. I was, I. You I, poor thing. <laughs> I mean, you. I'll be honest with you. There was a period where, like, of course, we see each other every year, but yeah. it was just varied. Of course. Mm-hmm. I won't say you were. I remember very clearly your Christian phase, as yeah. far as. It was very serious, and you weren't really cool then. Oh. And I totally get it now. And I, and I think the thing was, I remember us, I was like conversating. I was like, because you have to understand with our relationship, it was always this. It was sitting around so much, so much fun. Well, no, it wasn't. started out with vacations. I don't, we spent a lot of time together when we were little. That's true, younger. A lot of, a lot yeah. of time together Match, when we were yeah. little. Tattoos. Yeah. Well, not just vacations. Beach. We were always at one another's houses. That parent groups of ours, I mean, that's, they, that was their groups. And one of them, at Well, least. yeah, when my parents... Got engaged, I believe. I think they just, went and played quarters with yours, and that's how my dad wound up in the hospital because yeah. he swallowed a quarter. Yeah, I have the X-ray here somewhere in the building. Yeah, it's been it's been a wild ride for them. I heard some stories recently that we'll probably keep off the pod. Well, but. yeah, because well, that's because your dad is as much of a father figure to my mom as he is a brother. Well, we've done this, so yeah. well, it's just there's a closeness. I, I'm there. just saying. So I'm I'm trying to draw a, a, something for the for the listener here. We had a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And then as we were coming up, I remember y'all moved in that bit, that house, and then and then my visitations with you centered around this toy collection. There was a period where the yeah, you were, house, the pool house. It was three stories with the yeah with no, I don't know what. A pool. We've only had three. We had the first home, the the pool ranch home. with the high. Y'all had a really high up. You had to drive a long way, to, not a long way, but it was like a very steep driveway in y'all's first first house. It was short and steep. I remember it, but yeah. The, the one that had like three floors and you had the pool table and the man room with the carpet. That's the second house. The second house. Yeah. All right. When you moved into that one, you all had the downstairs yeah, little we basement. Yeah, the, the toy closet that you could fit and a queen bed you in. You have to understand, I mean, it, I don't know if that was a conscious decision my parents made, but we didn't have toys like that. Yeah. So when I came over there, I was fucking jazzed <laughs> about coming to your place. Wait, because we literally had a toy closet in the basement. That what that could have you could have put a full size bed in yeah so like and it was it was shelves on three sides I mean and then like larger items on the floor in the middle I watched a show on Netflix about the toys that made us yeah and they had one about wrestling and some other stuff and I said to Leah I guarantee you 
if we could, if there was a, a, a stop in time mm-hmm. that, and I could, could just play with it, I could go back to that arena. We could look at Brent's toy shelf yeah. and probably be at least a few thousand dollars richer because I, that thing was just, it, it was a... I wish that it was... You should appreciate that. I hope you well, do. Yeah, that I you wish had somebody, this Shangri-La because I, I, need to, I need to... People need to know. <laughs> people need to know. And you should be grateful for yeah. this. This Well... It, the thing opened up. It, I don't think y'all had curtains, but in, in were, my memory... There was. Doors. That's what I thought. I knew it. I had honestly thought that over time my brain had created that. Yeah. I mean, they, weren't, they weren't gold-plated no, but doors. When but, they opened, my brain was always like, oh, my yeah. God. I mean, two things. One, I wish somebody back then would have had the fourth, forethought to preserve some of these things. Like, if I go to my mother-in-law's house, she has three or four Rubbermaid bins with my brother-in-law's toys. And every Ghostbuster, every Ghostbuster monster, the house, she still has it all, and it's still in pretty good shape. You could tell he wasn't a rough pretend player I'm like man I wish like I remember I was looking at like she has the football player whose like body cavity opens mm-hmm. up I was like I had that mm-hmm. like but most of that stuff's gone mom still has a few buckets in the basement a few odds and ends Ninja Turtles Ghostbusters but a lot of the stuff that I remember the most how like, did we get to this I don't recall but what I was going to say <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say is the new room is fucking with us man <laughs> Well, we were talking about... I got a haircut today. We, we, Everything well, feels... We were off. talking about our our history. You were talking about how I was lame as a Christian. Oh, right, 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 right. The one thing I want to get out of the way with the toys, though, to explain some of that, Dad grew up dirt poor, and Mom essentially grew up without a dad, so their priority... No, no, we don't... I don't need... It's not to, like you have any... There's no defense here. Yeah, I'm just it saying... It was just awesome. That's all was, I'm saying. I, I want to say I appreciated it, because they were both trying to give us what, what they neither of them ever right. had. Right, right, right. And that came in the form of both... That's the funny thing. If you listen to them now, especially as adults, or maybe when I even got a little bit older, whenever Christmas would come around, Dad would kind of set the budget for the three boys, and Mom had to shop within that budget. Right. But then he'd throw in some Hail Mary at them <laughs> out of nowhere, which always made my mom mad. She's like, why are you capping me if you're going to go out and buy a go-kart? <laughs> Because that's what would happen. Like they they get they get done, and he'd go. Ah, I feel like we should have done more. Yeah. And then he'd run out and get a go kart. Yeah. What can we do here? Yeah. Right. Or right, right. TVs. Yeah. Or, or when I was like twelve, I was like, let's get Brent a set of golf clubs. Maybe he'll be interested. Hey, you know? look at you now. Um. So it was just funny. Phil like Dickelson. that was that was the parent Phil Dickelson. I need I need some sort of shitty nickname because oh well, yeah, well you just got it. <laughs> I'm fine with Phil, Dick- yeah, I'll, Phil I'll make, Dickelson. I'll make golf towels. There you go. By the way. I had the idea we should make golf towels. Well, you should make we should add the dick element from Always Sunny, or you know, <laughs> a, a golf dick towel. Golf dick towel. But that was like the that was the mode of operation with them around Christmas. It was always like ah, I think we should do a little bit more, and then they'd go out and get something big. But you were saying, well, that's me, what I was saying. That was like their, that, that was an era, yeah, right, where that was we were both kind of caught up. That's all we did there. So it was a three story well, playhouse yeah. that we were not allowed to touch the pool table. Right, they drank beer. We played until, I mean, bitter, bitter end. We yeah. would we would avoid the calls of the parents because we because we had learned. You might not remember this, but I had learned that the first call was to be ignored mm-hmm. from to the downstairs. Right, that was to be like you didn't hear it because mm-hmm. if, if they didn't respond, that often meant to them in adult psychology, as we know now, mm-hmm. that meant let's have one more beer. <laughs> <That didn't, laughs> let's have another glass. Of he, did, he didn't hear me, hun. Whatever, yeah. or another glass of water, because one of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's only it's only five thirty. 
if we eat in the car. That's the thing. I don't know how far it really was, but anything that involved traveling to your house or yours house or our mutual grandmother, I was yeah. like, why is it so far away? Yeah, because they always and that's the other thing that used to frustrate you. You seem like this makes you seem like such a privileged little douche. But I remember y'all didn't y'all have the van? You did. You had the van with the TV. Yeah, yeah. See y'all, y'all. I, I no. Well, we had a van that Dad the conversion van. Well, we had a van that Dad velcroed a TV on the floor to for road trips. I remember this. This and is... then eventually, the next van when they went van shopping, they had a same same van in a different color with a TV in the ceiling. And he's Dude. like, "Let's just get that, and then we can. I don't have to do this Velcro shit anymore, bro." So can you imagine me? I know, but y'all took road trips in a sedan, right? So here's the thing. <laughs> Thank you. So here's my thing. Here's the in the back of a Mercedes. Like I'd lay down the whole way here. And so listen, I, we would do all exactly. We would get there to to Panama to wherever yeah. grandma's y'all's out yeah we play have a fucking time of my life and it's it's like oh man Brick's got all the great toys and then we get in the car to go somewhere god damn Brick's got a TV in the back of the van they just popped in Beauty and the Beast what yeah. the fuck just I, it was always like man yeah, mm. I always felt bad because I but would see y'all pull up. That means that that's not like, the point yeah. is to paint a picture of a little turd boy here. <laughs> you were still cool but then uh, there was a period where you know we start getting older it gets weird. That era capped at like 13 because that's when we moved into the, the final house, house yeah. basically. And that's when I started shutting the door and locking it all the time. Right. You got weird. And then then there, well, we the last gasp of it is, of course, the great Mary, uh, the puppet story, which yeah. we've done. Yeah. But that that's the, the last memory I remember of thinking that was fucking hilarious. And then you had that weird phase where you, you like I said, you didn't talk much and mm. Jesus and it. <laughs> I mean, and you wore weird shoes. You were wearing like these huge shoes. That oh yeah, the me, white dress shoes. I don't know the color they, they were, but Dad was like called you the, 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 like clown shoes. They were so big on your feet. Yeah, they were big black and white. Yes, Doc Martins with really thick. Yes, shoes. yes, they looked just yeah. co- comically big on your feet. But that I, I don't. Well, see, the, was that before or after the crazy no, Christian? No, it was early, early, early because. The crazy Christian stuff started. Who knew the the Golden Voice biography night? <laughs> I feel like there's people who are going to come from the back. We'll have your high school teacher come out in a second. The crazy Christian the one stuff that touched started you. like tail end of freshman year because that's when I got caught with marijuana, <gasps> and it was you know. Did you? Yeah. Mm, good. Okay. <laughs> um, Irony. Yeah, that's when I got caught. I didn't even get caught. My friend that smoked with us ratted me out to my parents. And Isn't then, that just how it goes? And they and at that point, like you're going to youth group on Wednesday. Oh man! You know? And at the time, I was like, "Fuck!" That youth really group. is a it's a punishment right there. But uh, when I started going, I wanted to be as I remember thinking at the time: if I'm going to be here, I want to at least be in the band because I can play the guitar fairly well, even at that age. And I said, if I'm going to be here, I don't want to just. And truthfully, that was out of vulnerability because I didn't want to stand in the crowd alone because I didn't know anybody there. So in my mind, I was thinking, at least if I'm up there, I'm not by myself, you know, talking to nobody. I have a purpose here. I'm not just the awkward goth kid standing in the back row with Jinko jeans, not <laughs> wanting to be here. <laughs> and like youth groups do, they they sucked me in. Was it the singing? No, it wasn't the singing. But all of a sudden, you have this girls. Well, there was a girl I was interested in there, but it's, I mean, it's not like they do it on purpose, like with, with a bad intention, but all of a sudden there's a room full of people 
that want to be your friend. Mm. And at that point in time, the only friends I had were ones I was banned from hanging out with because I was smoking pot with them in the woods. Mm. And all of a sudden, I got guys like, hey, man, what's your name? And one of them actually went to high school with me, and he's like, I've seen you before. And all of a sudden, I had this new crop of friends, and they're all really evangelical Christian-y. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just all started making sense. Oh, man. <laughs> And, you know, before you know it, Mom and Dad are having me do a promise ring ceremony and oh giving me the Hebrew engraved ring that says, my beloved is mine and <gasps> I am hers and wait till marriage to have sex. You know, of course, flash forward to Banks like, just don't put it in her butt. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. at 16, I met my girlfriend through another youth group on a on like a mutual beach retreat. And it was just all Christ all the time. I'm not kidding. I re- <laughs> I re- sounds like a, sounds like a mid Florida radio station. All Christ all the time. I was reading scripture nightly, if not hourly. Mm. I was immersed in it because the the it's a wash in the, the, scripture. the mentor, let's say, that I had within that had this had this thing of like. He's like, I want to actively pers- be in the pursuit of Christ-likeness 24 hours a day. Uh, you told we've done this story too. So, yeah, that's ultimately what led to you were a real you no, were a real no, weird cat back then. No Jaying off, and and well, and, the and th- I, you got to think of how jarring it was because if you if you think I had to, <clears throat> I don't know, I don't know what we're doing here, and if this is even good pie. Like, like you had that weird period, yeah, and then you come out of it, and it was like, oh. Now he's rockabilly. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, there was these gaps in the story for me. And then you we just did, somehow we did that spaghetti night. And I was like, oh, wild. He settled down a bit. He's, this is, uh, <laughs> he's, okay, we got some yeah. SS stuff. We got some, some spaghetti Sunday. So, some, some, some weed. A lot of that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, stone. Okay. Oh, that was part of spaghetti Sunday. You come over, you get stoned, you eat spaghetti. It's Which just, doesn't uh, sound bad. And then the whole wedding, and here we are. No, see, I mean, so much of what leads the way with me and my interests is the visual, right? So when I was in the church doing all that, one thing I was all about in those days, Christ aside, was guitar playing, particularly like heavy metal guitar playing. Mm. And at that time, that was like the golden era to get into church if you were into that kind of music because there was a record label called Solid State, that had all these amazing metal but clean bands. When you bands you could tell your parents like they're not satanic because they're all part of youth groups in other parts of the country. Um, I and know. so the style, the shoes, the skinny jeans, all that shit, that kind of led the way in that interest. And then when I turned 19 and started asking myself serious questions about whether or not I believed <laughs> stuff, I was just going along with it. I was like, I don't think I believe a lot of this stuff. And then I just kind of dipped and uh the next segue, style-wise, was the rockabilly stuff. I was like, I like that haircut. Mm. And when did the butt stuff start? That was early. Well, actually, that started like mid-Christ. Mid-Christ. Because whatever you're being told not to do is where you is, go. That's what you want to do. Well, wasn't the butt thing you were trying to save the the, the main hole, the yeah. one that had been yeah. esteemed, <laughs> the esteemed hole, yeah. <laughs> the you esteemed gotta, hole? Because you, you there might have been a scenario in the past where there was like. A situation where a man would have to ask that question with a serious air about him. May I insert into your esteemed hole? You, you gotta love the <laughs> the esteemed. You hole. gotta love the Christian, you know, circular thinking. Like I'm not allowed to put my dick 
in that spot. Mm. But this spot, that one's okay. And it's like, no, really, if you read a little bit, that one's way worse. (laughs) 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 Who I don't know what the scriptures say about anal sex. I don't think sodomy's okay. Why is it? I mean, that's unfair to call it sodomy. The whole well, sex well, has been getting a bad rap from from Sodom and Gomorrah for a long time. I, I've never done it. I mean, I've well, told you this because it's not my bag. Well, and, and Leah jokes that she's Leah's joke she's to me. Into it? No, she wants to try it. No, that's not the joke. <laughs> One, I don't broach it because yeah. I, I don't have that desire. Mm. It's just not there. So, what do you do when you're having any sort of reverse position sex? Do you just like? Put your thumb. I don't have an aversion to the butthole like that. There's no aversion to the butthole. It's just that, like, man, so you, this is really all over the place. So you're bro. never you're never tempted to just like lick your thumb and, and give it a rub. No, I don't have that urge. <laughs> I don't. I mean, you never like get like handfuls of butt cheek and just kind of uh, <laughs> open it up a little. No, I don't have an option. <laughs> yes to the first part of the question, but I don't have much of an option. It's not like I can be like. If I've got a big hand, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this I is like, ridiculous. I like picture you getting handfuls of butt cheek and, and then mashing them together <laughs> to hide the asshole. <laughs> like, I don't want to see this. I have an asshole aversion. <laughs> there might be a tactical move to doing the push together of the cheeks, but it's not because of yeah. an aversion to I'm the butt I'm only 69 if I can mash your cheeks together so I don't have to see your butthole. I mean, it seemed like we used to 69 all the time. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't have an aversion to the butthole in that sense. It's just I don't have a – and Leah's joke to me is, like, she knows what will happen mm-hmm. in the transfer. Like, if I was ever to consciously say – because I have a joke with her about Christmas every year. I'm like, am I going to get it this year? That's, is, it's always <laughs> – and the joke is that I'll come downstairs. And it can never happen, by the way, because we have children now, which makes yeah. the joke even funnier. But that we'll come downstairs Christmas morning and she'll just be there, ass up, yams in the air with, yeah. a, with a big – bow on her butthole and that will be the joke right and yeah. I finally get to do it but uh, she knows that like if we were ever actually schedule a thing mm-hmm. which Brian will get a kick out of that what a schedule put that on the G, put that on the G calendar G, yeah. Gmail if she knows what would happen is that you know the build up alone my brain and it would would start to fuck with me mm-hmm. and when the moment came it wouldn't have the necessary the necessary rigidity mm-hmm. Because my you again, oh, I'm just giving call, giving it a bunch of euphemistic language, <laughs> and she's and the quote. If it was ever, if there was ever a hashtag, she she goes, "Go ahead, smush it in, smush it in, try it. <laughs> Let's see if you can do it." And that's her joke. She looks at me and she's yeah. like, "It's never gonna fucking happen. Go ahead, smush it in. Get you go get yourself some duct tape and epoxy." <laughs> Get this thing in. Here. And that's the thing. She's like, "Absolutely, let's do it." Like even when I joke, she's like, "Let's go, sure, why not?" But then she's like, "Go ahead, smush it in. Give it a shot." Cause she and she knows also yeah. that that alone. Even if I took a fucking Viagra pill, mm. she'd be back there smushing it. And, I, and I, even then, I'd be like, mm. somehow <laughs> my the willpower would overdo the pill, which I would never take. By the way, I could yeah, the heart the heart the heart rate stories I've heard are just bad. <laughs> what would you do in this scenario? Okay. Yeah. I like how this is transitioned because we needed to. Well, I'm still it's on the room. Stuff. I know. I don't know. I'm fine with that. I'm just saying that. But what would you do if? V spending the night out uh-huh. with what does she call your mom and dad? G Paw and Luna. Luna, it's like a space thing. Yeah, okay. of course it is. Just ask. <laughs> of course. Uh, and you come home from. In this scenario, you're working. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I was going to say you come that home hurts. from work. That and, hurts. And really, you're not. But yeah. you you come home. You come home from golf. 
Okay. And you showered at the club, so you're not funky. You're, yeah, this is very truthful. So you're, you're on a, so you're on you a roll. To, so mentally, you're not worried about like, oh, I need to go freshen my balls up. Got first. it. And there is a pre, there is a presentation, mm-hmm. but she's got one of these new. I've seen these a lot on Pornhub. One of these new bejeweled butt plugs in. Okay. Is that doing anything for you? No. In fact, I would be concerned <laughs> that someone had already been there. Like that, I caught someone in the action. Not that I was a part of it. I would. That's how jarring that scene would be. Even, all right. Well, let's add, let's add a layer. There's a there's a, a placard immediately above the butt plug that says, "No one's been here. This is specifically for you. I thought you might like to see a decorated asshole." Uh, um. No. 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 I, I mean, let's be honest. It's still my my wife's big beautiful haunches up in the air. But still, I don't think the fact that. She, you know, a she big just thought like, hey, I went out and I got I got waxed and I did this butt plug thing and I was just trying something new. We could use that. <laughs> if we're, I mean, uh, sorry to ruin the hypothetical, but. Because somebody's yelling at the front door. You need to do that or Roy? No, it. he's got it. No, because there was a girlfriend, more than one, now that I think about it. That surprised you with a butthole presentation? No, but that surprised me with... What kind of like, game show is this? It sounds like a Japanese game show. <laughs> Men showing up from work and their women just sh- are at the door. I've been surprised by a handful of women, two or three uh, and that I've had relations with, with like different different uh, wax patterns or uh, jeweling, like, like bejeweled vaginas before. I mean, I don't need this right. Kama Sutra well, it's, well, it's, decoration. Right. It's the age-old thing of like, what are you talking about? I'm not looking at your fingernails. I, but they do I it. Think they I do could, a thing like, oh, they, he'll like he'll like this heart <laughs> made out of rubies on my vagina. You could make, you could take a, uh, I don't know. What do, what do they do that when? What's that thing they make when they do movies and they put that shit on you to make masks? Latex, right? Yeah. yeah. You could do a latex mold of my dick. Send mm. it to Swarovski Crystal. Mm. Have them put together. Some beautiful dick pres- like piece mm-hmm. that I then molt, like put onto my penis for present. It's not gonna look good because mm. it's a fucking hairy dick, just All right. what bed- if- bed- bedecked in jewels. There's you, no you, you, same thing with a vagina. Are you familiar with what I'm describing though? The butt plug that has like a diamond yes. at the end of it. Yes. All right. What if the butt plug in this scenario was just a golf ball? Bringing my favorite sports isn't gonna help, man. Is that? It? You could have Kirby Smart in the room. What if it was part of a larger kind? What if she was in a golf outfit? (laughs) Shoes. I'm shooting golf balls. So so while I'm gone, she's become a Tijuana sideshow. (laughs) And I'm supposed to just get really hard, really fast. I don't know. You're into golf. I put on my outfit. I got a butt plug where the end of it is is golf ball shaped. I I don't want to walk into a room and see a golf ball crowning out of my wife's asshole. Why <laughs> See, I get the dichotomy. Mm-hmm. I get the that this is we're yin and you're you're yang. You're saying Wait, why would you I'll, not want yeah, to see that? I'll be honest, like I, I, I it I'm not saying that me. I would get I would be grossed out. Okay, and that's not what I'm saying. Your question well, was, would it do anything? For well, you? and I guess that's the follow up. Like, so clearly it's on in this scenario. What do you in real life do? Do you say, hey, can you? Can you pop that out for me <laughs> before we get I don't going? think we want to have a conversation. We might. It depends, I guess, on me. Have I, you know, done it in a while? I mean, do I need to shoot first, ask questions later? No, you're, rare, you're you're raring to go. I guess I'll say something about this communist stool. I guess they, they weren't. This is why they were made like this because they don't want you to sit for a little bit. If no, you, no, if no, you sorry. Want. 
They just don't want you to sit. In I guess. I guess what I would say, like, what, what's your first thought? Like, hey, this is this is awesome. I love the work you put into this, but I don't want. I don't want that. Right. So go pop that out real quick, and then come right back here. Or do you just go, ah, eh, fuck it, and just, you know, work around it? Because they don't get in the, the way the of vis- regular sex. The visual of. Yeah, it's got to go. If <laughs> no matter what, like so you want to see the butthole over a butt plug. That's not a butt plug. <laughs> it's a golf ball. No, it's picture half a golf ball on oh. the, where the jewel is yeah. on, a jewel, on a bejeweled butt plug. I mean, no thanks. I don't. I mean, I get why you do it. I just butt stuff's not for me, man. I got a fun guessing game, and we could it could even roll into phone calls. I'd like to for us to hash out between the super fans who we think have engaged in butt play. Let's do it. I mean, uh, off the top, I'm one for one. Well, it's Banks for sure. Oh, two for two then. Because <laughs> we, I don't know. If well, we've... who's your who's your off the top? Well, I'm pretty sure that uh, I mean he doesn't listen, so no cheese. Really? Well, we've done. I told you the old the old oh, early true. on the old the old first dater, like finds out well, the information. You, we hid that from the podcast, so now we've revealed it. Mm. <laughs> um, no cheese likes the butt. He likes it. I don't know if he's done butt stuff. You mean like his own butt? Or? No, 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 no. We that's that's a, whole, a different category. That's a whole, yeah. other, a whole other category. Alan's two for two, both ways. Oh, you think so? I'm pretty sure. I think Alan likes butt stuff, giving and receiving. Probably. Well, you know, friction's friction. <laughs> <laughs> I think Alan likes it. I think no, no to Brian. That's a no. That's a no go zone for Brian. Um. On his own ass, probably now because of his because of his health history. Right. But I think maybe pre um, medical condition he might not have said no. Now he's probably got to be a bit more cautious. You certainly don't want any tears when you deal with his his uh, tum tum yeah. issues. Now that said, he may not have engaged, but I'd be fairly confident that Brian would be down for a little little butt play on the ladies' end. Hmm. Maybe he hasn't done it, and that's what we're pulling here. Who has? And I know I'm, I I don't have much money, but I would bet all of it that Banks has most certainly done butt stuff with more than one girl. I think they teach that early on in Australian public schools. So, Matt, um, I don't know. <laughs> they probably have they they probably have a fun name for it over there. Though. Oh <laughs> yeah, Texas. He he was giving us. I love this shit. He was throwing. Florida's way. Florida's leading the world now. Yeah. They've had more cases and deaths than Australia. <laughs> Wrap your mind. I can't. Yeah. doesn't make much sense to me. But, uh, yeah, we'll have to see what the Australian word for specific, because rooting would be the act of sex. Right. So we would have to, there would be, I imagine, like uh, another addition to just rooting. But rooting sounds right for butt. Yeah. You know, like, if, so I don't imagine that. If I had a guess, I'd say... Oh, yeah, the come root- over here and root this ass? <laughs> Probably not. That's a good one, Dundee. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> we, should, we should seek out Australian porn that's real verbal. Like, Look, real verbal. Australia's Nick Manning. <laughs> Dropping lights! Dropping lights! Dropping lights! Take that, cook. <laughs> Caught your daughter sucking dick on video tight, mate. <laughs> Just, oh God. Here comes my spammies. Here comes my spunk. My spunk, <laughs> as they call it in England. Which is, this is a little bit, um, because like when I was a kid, spunk, I guess. I feel like the Aussies would call it spammies. Spammies. <laughs> <laughs> I was 
over at my bro's house, gave his girl spammy. <laughs> right on a Chevy Chase. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, it's my spammy. It's my spammy. What do you think about RBK? You think RBK is engaged in the butt play? Something tells me he might be like the king of it all. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> kind of like the regular guys. You either, the either. Paulding County, RBK is the king of butt play. Yeah. Either not at all even close. Right. Or with a regularity that would that would uh, well you're I think out of every super fan you're probably closest with Burke yeah I think and Burke. we know that he wears ladies underwear but what 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 say you to uh, uh, Burke's I think, butt I play think, uh, yeah, I think Burke's, the episode. Burke's butt play <laughs> oh he's gonna love that uh, Burke's butt play uh, well I think play is such uh, subjective but um yeah, I think he's definitely done some butt stuff. <laughs> I mean, we know he's he's a fan of the lesbian porn. I don't know what Burke's done. And, and no, Burke's kind of guy. That was, I think I would genuinely be surprised if I knew. Yeah. Because there's like there's some elements of friendship that even I don't. You know, I don't yeah. need to know a lot of his stuff. Well, I don't. I mean, but no, I, no good modern lesbian porno video is complete without some some butthole licking. And and that, that's what doing, le- that's what lends it my way because he was so heavy into that. Yeah. That was his bag. Yeah, the 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 girl and girl because they're limited in what they can do. They can finger and they can lick, and you know that that uh, that asshole's just there, just there, waiting to be involved. And that's what I've heard from the dudes that do this. It was just staring me in the face, and I just yeah, you know, like for me, I mean, I remember the first time I was in and around that area. Mm-hmm. I was shocked at how close. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was shocked at the whole anatomy of the thing. I. I didn't understand that bone and how yeah. it was all structured and everything. Yeah. I mean, now this is really an anatomy show. But oh, I yeah, was shocked oh, yeah, at how close the to, two to, are. To tie golf back in, it's not a par five no, from the asshole no, to the giant. It it's, a, a, it's a short it par It is a three. violently short par three. <laughs> and it's, it's a par... The green is right there. It's a par three that backs up to a sewage line. <laughs> <laughs> that has like, they manicure the rest. I mean, but you around off and around the yards, you're there. <laughs> <laughs> this is basically a putt putt course. <laughs> but I mean, it, yeah, I was shocked. I, yeah. I I didn't. It was one of those things where I was like, because when you're a kid, I was just talking about this this weekend. It's with scrambled porn, you never get the full scene. Yeah, and uh, you don't understand what you're seeing. Like I said, I, I always thought doggy style was always butthole sex, just yeah. because of the physical. I was like, well, how would he get to her vagina? That yeah, wouldn't it's work. It's in the front. It's in the front. Yeah, it's the V. Yeah, everybody, every, every. I remember my first foibles away at trying to find. I remember, oh my god, you're the first time, too high? the first time I ever went to finger a girl, <laughs> and I felt like my hand was on the move for fucking minutes. Yeah, just I was like in the underwear. I was like, oh, okay, that's. Harrier than I suspected and you push past that you're like you expect any minute yeah and you're like oh we're going down and I remember thinking this like is curving oh, to the back. I, I said I remember thinking I, I don't want to touch your butthole like what <laughs> I remember thinking that yeah. it's so funny that came back to me we didn't think oh pay dirt you know but like mm. not realizing that really it wasn't that much farther from the real pay dirt yeah <laughs> well and if things get slippery enough down there you could easily you could easily skip right past it I imagine. I think for me, there's like when you're when you're dating a girl, there, there's little things, little indicators that maybe were kind of like early on in my development that might have kept me away from the butthole. Mm. And we've talked about. Well, some we of them. we just recently learned about your your 
early fears of the vagina. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying those probably can bind a bit. I was going to say, if I'm Freud, I think your butthole issue it's probably starts. Tied. Yeah, yeah they, it's probably tied yeah. together. Yeah. And then I'm talking over here talking about proximity. So maybe we are. It's all coming together here. Yeah. But I, I also know, like, when you're with somebody, uh, think of a particular girl and you're giving, like, oral sex, right? And mm. say in the moment, you know, you're really into it. I'm not saying I'm not always into it, but, you know. But in this moment, but if everyone phones that shit in, everyone does that shit. (laughs) Now, from from our perspective, we're like phone it in, babe. Like I'll even phone that in, phone it in, (laughs) slow it down, hey, slow it in, phone it in. Uh, But and they will, and that's what's great. But I wasn't phoning this one in. This was a very particular experience, and it was kind of new in the relationship. And this one, I I was I was trying to write my masterpiece, so they Mm -hmm. say. And she was having a good time. I don't believe it was contrived. And I remember I was really getting the tongue action, like, full. Long sweeps. Long sweeps. And then, yeah. like, I was I was doing my thing. Long sweeps into kind of short motions. There was fingers involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, every, every, every gun was coming out of the arsenal. Yeah. And I remember I, I went for a, a big boy. One of the, like, you know, all across <laughs> licks. Yeah. And I, I think I nicked it. And here's the thing. I would never have known. Yeah. I would have gone about my business. It's but, all salty at that point. But I got... <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, boy. I didn't eat dinner yet. <laughs> and I, I got the tap, and she was like, that was really close. And I felt like that was, like, her way of saying, I'm not into it. Because, yeah. again... All of a sudden, you felt wrinkles where you hadn't felt wrinkles before. Sure. Yeah. But I, I think I nicked it, which was enough for me to be like, I probably nicked it. But I, her reaction sealed it. She was like... That was pretty close. And I didn't get the reaction of, like, that was close and I want you to put your tongue all the way in it. I yeah. got the reaction, like, uh, That was close. That was close. I didn't wipe good. And I, yeah, like, don't, probably, probably wouldn't do that, you know, like, <laughs> I oh. Think I nicked it. Yeah, I think I nicked it. I remember that and it was like, oh, fuck. Uh, I've kind of, and you learn, you know, you yeah. ran it in after that. Well, I would say to any guy listening that wants to improve, to step up their oral game, just watch an Owen Gray video. He he goes. I think he sets the bar too high. Well, I mean, I I will one hundred percent say I have completely plagiarized one of his key moves, where you you do like a Spider Man, uh-huh. two your two center fingers in, yes. two outer fingers out, yeah. mouth immediately above. Oh well, yeah, that's not that's not an Owen Gray. Well, it's I first discovered that. That from an Owen Gray video, uh, and I was like, I'm gonna have to put this into play. Yeah, I'm sure and it's, it's, been, a, it's been a home run hitter for you. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, no, I don't think anybody except <laughs> for your maybe, moves, except for maybe women who don't like orgasms, they, you know, nobody, <laughs> nobody's gonna dislike that move. Oh, it's a subtle jab. I mean, maybe she's maybe she's faking it. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not criticizing your moves. I don't. I don't have some like move where I'm like thin the knuckle, and then what you do, like I don't have anything. And then like you lick that. the butthole ridge. Yeah, you just just a bit. You lick just the top of the balloon. <laughs> That would be the funniest shit if Rusty really is all about it. Mm. And he's been known as Rusty Balloon Knot long before we called him Rusty Balloon Knot <laughs> for a different purpose altogether. Yeah. Oh, RBK's been my nickname for a long oh, time. Oh, yeah. He's like, that's what's funny about it. I've been doing this for years. <laughs> when I was in the when I was in the ninth grade, I was already <laughs> Rusty Balloon Knot. I got real famous for just letting the honey drizzle down the butt crack. Oh, man. I remember oral sex like that. There was, like, the one couple that did that at a party mm. and it was a fucking 
nuclear bomb news around the school that this one girl had gotten eaten out by this one guy. Yeah. And, and it was always the terminology, like, he, he ate her out, he ate her out. He saw I remember you hearing like, that in, in probably seventh or eighth ate grade. Ate her out. And I hadn't seen real porn yet. Yeah. And I had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. You were just full of cum. I was like, just ate her out. How do you... And I remember in my mind, <coughs> I just swallowed funny. It's not COVID, mm-hmm. as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember in my mind having not seen a porn uh, at se- in seventh grade. I was like, "What do you? How do you eat a pussy?" <laughs> it's like that doesn't sound like blowjob. Sounds great, <laughs> but if I, I just remember thinking like I wouldn't like if someone said I was going to go eat his dick out, that doesn't sound good at mm. all. That sounds that sounds painful. Yeah. And then you eventually figure it out. You're like, oh, there's no real eating involved. It's just a lot of, a lot of slobbery, you know, tongue play. Less slobbery doesn't shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be. Sp- it's not supposed to get all frothy. And I foaming. don't think so. No, I would venture doesn't not. Mean if your loads are frothy, oh, means you need to go see a doctor. doctor. Banks. No, uh, um, we can get off the. Uh, we, uh, that probably covers porn. I actually had a thought. <clears throat> um, I'm tired of the algorithm. That's the only thing I'll say about porn right now. I had to just... Pornhub, I haven't been on in so long. I got tired of seeing the same shit. It's just like Facebook. They only feed you the the shit that you liked once. Yeah. It's like, okay, that was just a good vid, bro. I don't need to see everyone that has any of the words that that one had in it. I don't need to see more BBW. I got it. Man, I put in, like, MILF Mature once, and now I have these videos of, like, Russian grandmothers that just, like get stuck in all sorts of precarious positions or just proposition. The Europeans, I think, are, are hitting on something. Yeah. They don't even fuck around. Yeah. They just pretend like they walk up to these girls on the street and offer them cash. There's mm-hmm. just, like, give me that at this point. It's better than any of some of the storylines I'm seeing. Well, and the European girls are, are they're, they're questionably young looking. A lot of the times. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't ever get that feeling. Maybe you're watching the wrong ones. We have different <clears throat> body types. Perhaps, I, I, but yeah. I've seen some where I'm like, I just eh, you're probably of age, but given the given the country of origin here, this one's making me uncomfortable. Oh uh, well, there's that. Thanks. <laughs> I'll be even more inclined. Now I was going to tell you this. I was at Quick Trip today, and I was wearing my mask, and all the staffs wearing their masks, and there's a girl probably my age across the counter wearing a mask. And then, like, right next to her is this husky white dude wearing, you know, athletic clothes. And you can tell he's wearing them for comfort, not because he's going to go running later. Mm. No mask. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you fit the bill. Like, you're the guy. You're the mask denier. Okay. And then immediately to my left was a man in scrubs. And you could tell, like, these are this is not the, his first day in these scrubs. These are scrubs that have been laundered a few times. But he's not wearing, like, a badge or anything. So, I mean... He's most likely a doctor or a surgeon, but he could be a vet tech for all I know. Mm-hmm. Or a nurse. Or a nurse. But he's a man probably in his late 40s, and he's not wearing a mask. And right away I thought, ah, it's so weird to see somebody in the medical profession in an itty-bitty store like Quick Trip not taking the precaution of wearing a mask. Sure. And then he ordered two packs of Newports. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, just because you're in the medical profession doesn't mean you're not a retard. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Go outside, go outside a hospital anywhere in this country. They still have you'll still see pockets well, of do- doctors, nurses, patients yeah. smoking in circles. Well, it jogged my memory. I remember going to 
a very Christian bachelor party at a bowling alley. Oh boy, what a fuck. <laughs> at a bowling alley? I didn't have is, a bachelor party and I would rather go that way. Well, this was post my era. This is when I was I was you know, secularized, but I it was a buddy of mine from that from those days, so I went. Just a couple of bros, balls and alleys. Well, and it was funny because these are all men in at that point in their mid twenties, mm. mid to late twenties. And I was 21 at the time, and, you know, they're all still out for Christ, and I'm not at all. And when I went there, and we're in a bowling alley, I was like, can I get a bucket of Miller Lite? And they're all just, you just felt a hush. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whatever, man, like, I'm, I'm growing up. I'm going to, you know, this is what I do when I go bowling. <laughs> I drink beer. And any of you who wants to pretend you're, you know, not a child can have one with me. <laughs> At some point, we were all standing outside. I went outside to smoke a cigarette because I was smoking at the time. Okay. And I was with the one other rebel from the group who got in on the beer with me who was also smoking. You know, we're out there just plotting our way to hell. And across from the bowling alley was the back side of a hospital. And I'm not kidding when I tell you there was easily 30 employees ranging from male to female, nurse to doctor, just in outfits alone, just out there smoking away. Mm. I just remember thinking, like, like what? I don't know. Like, aren't you in the, aren't you in the shit every day? They're like, also doctors and people who are drunks. I mean, it's the same shit. It's just odd. Like, you, you hear stories about people who work at hot dog factories who won't eat hot dogs. It's like you see how this shit's made. Like, <laughs> like, don't you have first day experience with the? End I've watched how this? hot dogs are made. I'm gonna eat a hot dog. Well, I mean, I guess it's true because I watched Super Size Me, and by the end of it, I was like, "Fuck, I want McDonald's." I, that was a struggle for me. <laughs> But it wasn't a struggle that, like, it just was gross. The man ate that quarter pounder, and he's a vegetarian. What do you expect? A double quarter pounder. Yeah. With supersized fries. And a supersized, of course you're going to get sick. Yeah. It's like 48 pounds of salt and sugar in that one meal, and you don't do that. You're going to get sick. It was tough for me to watch him throw it up. Didn't but it certainly they, didn't stop me. Didn't they stop supersize? Yeah. Because of supersize me? Yep. Which... For what little it did. They did what every corporation would do and should yeah. do, which is ride out the storm. Then we can reintroduce a large drink, not a extra large drink. But the large drink will be pretty much the same. Yeah. Well, I remember back in those days, the large <coughs> Well, all they did, the it size. was. The super size was I'm enormous. thinking French fries. I was never, I'm never a soda person, uh. so... Well, when I think back on the size of those sodas, because I worked in a very blue-collar area. I worked in a very blue-collar district, if you will. A lot of diabetes. Yeah, for sure. But like, there was only, I mean, there's a fuckload of restaurants of yeah. Conyers, but they were all the worst. Go. I mean, it was literally the stuff. I've heard— Give me a number one supersized diet! Right. But, I mean, these cup sizes yeah. were just— They're like buckets. And you knew that these, and it was always the working man, the guy with these dirty shit, mm-hmm. working for the county, whatever, is coming in there to get a $6 meal that fills them fucking up, makes them feel fucking terrible. Yeah. And they go back. But I mean, they it's go back and so, it out for a while. so fucking, I can go home and get drunk. Yeah. And wonder why this country is so fucking portly or diabetic. Yeah. Or why that's why they're finding out diabetes is one of the big problems with, COVID. with COVID. Yeah. But, you know, speaking of COVID, uh, Leah asked me last night, I, I didn't get upset or anything, but she was like, so what do you think? Should we have to talk about school? And I was like, what conversation? Mm-hmm. She's like, I think we'll pray about it. I said, what's there to pray about? I'm, I'm confused about what you're asking. Mm-hmm. She said, well, should she go back to school? I was like, oh, well, no, we don't need to pray about that. <laughs> Hard no. Yeah. Like, 
it's crazy mm. what they're asking. Te- now that's this is where if we talk if, if there's any politics in this dumbass episode, <laughs> it's this. Can you imagine if they lose some of the just a little bit, a percentage of like the teachers that say voted for Donald Trump? Yeah. And that's a lot of them because you know that age group. There's plenty of people that vote, vote Republican and wouldn't vote for anyone else yeah. regardless. So they certainly couldn't vote Hillary and they probably won't vote Biden. But some of them are. And now they're being told, get back to work or we're, we're going to take your state's already ridiculous education funding. Yeah, and I, it's a woman, center, like this, one of the richest women in America, the center, who kids have never been on a school bus. And I'm not saying that's a prerequisite. Uh, Betsy, Betsy DeVos. Of course, this I woman. Love, I love the her, horns are really coming out for her. I love her portrait <clears throat> in front of her bookshelf with no books on it. Oh. Somebody pointed that out. Like, I love how, like, notice how the leader of education in America's bookshelf has no books no on books. it. No books. No books. And they're not, there's no, and of course she's got Trump saying, demanding that they open. She's demanding that they open. But there's no... What do say? So, and they all say kids don't die, kids don't get sick, right? Yeah. Or for the most part, okay. But they can carry it. So, if the one teacher comes to work without a temperature but asymptomatic, mm-hmm. twenty-five kids in that classroom that you can't distance—they're sharp, farting, shitting, pissing all over each other. Yeah, picking noses. Right. So they come home to their twenty-five sets of parents. Yeah. It's again that imagines a nuclear family, but they come home. That's fifty people, not counting brothers and sisters. Depends on what county, but yeah. And then the. <laughs> Family group comes in. I mean, it's fucking crazy to think yeah. what they are saying they're going to require them to do. So mm-hmm. I keep thinking, I keep seeing teachers on Facebook and people that I knew four years ago, I know exactly where their vote swing. Mm-hmm. And now there's this demon- demonication, I don't know, demonization mm-hmm. of Betsy DeVos. And I'm wondering, is that enough? Is that the one thing? Yeah. Now that you're officially targeted. That's yeah. how these things work, right? It's always you cry foul when it's not happening. And that's what's happening with the disease. Yeah. If people aren't, I mean, Leah talked that's about that. That's what happens if you're with not everything, everything with Americans. If you're not, if you're not directly affected, affected, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, right. That's why I give my mom a hard time and that's and why if, when she was like, if I go back to work, I'll lose my unemployment. I said, I can't lose my welfare. <laughs> and she's like, hold on a second. I said, no, she was on the other foot. Yeah. Like, you can't make fun and complain about what Rush, Rush Limbaugh said about People sucking off the government teat. When you're sucking off the government teat. When you just said you could go back to work, but you don't want to lose your unemployment. Like, like welcome to the other side of the shit you argue against all the time. So rather than letting this stuff, because for a while it really will get you down. It really will if you let it. Yeah. But rather than do that, I'm trying to say, like, if there, what are the things, if positives, even though they wouldn't on the surface seem to be positives. And one of those things is that if there is something out of this, it, it does completely destroy this long-held underlying myth of American togetherness mm-hmm. as if we ever move as one on yeah. anything yeah. and that and that uh, they've long touted American uh, giving we always give more to other nations consistently we lead the world in donations to other nations whether it's yeah. government contract or whatever per active giving personal giving private private giving we're a very giving nation but what I think you're seeing here now is that that all comes from certain people but there's not a single bit I don't trust anyone I mm-hmm. mean honestly it's just like you see I mean good, good, think about toilet paper alone yeah look Co- at the reactions to people had look at the Costco re- switch to one ply I mean <laughs> think, look at the mask look at, look at how they respond to something that one country they all wear masks Look at their numbers. Yeah. Just that one thing. Just try it. It's not that big a deal. And that's what I was saying today. I was like, listen, most of you aren't even going out. I'm listening. I'm going to grab one. Yeah, no, most of you aren't even going out. You're not going 
to the stores, or you're not going out to movie theaters, you're not going to the bars, for the most part, the people that are complaining are probably going to be doing the same shit they would be doing at their house, drinking beer, or going to their neighbor's house. It's just like, why don't you wear the mask? That just tells you, yeah. I, don't, I don't care anymore about the mask. I don't. Because you've yeah. chosen to, to do it, or you've chosen to do it, fine. Well, but all that's shown me is that like any notion of this, of whatever, like that feeling we had post 9-11... Or I imagine, I imagine that feeling post Pearl Harbor. You know, the, these rah rah moments where there's seemingly something that is we can all share, even across like the overtly and sometimes not so overtly racial lines or ethnic lines or ethnicity yeah. lines. It's all of it. I mean, it, it doesn't exist. This, it, that's all a charade. Yeah, this bears this out, and it's not just because of this turd. That's the great thing about this. You have to tell a lot of the crazy, crazy liberals want to paint this in a box, right, and say yeah. this is all Donald's fault. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. If you think <laughs> all, all this has done, all he's done is just bared open the wound that was yeah. always there that we just kept putting a fucking blanket on. Yeah. We just kept putting this mat, big old it's fine. We elected a black man. Yeah. Everything's good now. fine. Everything's okay. Mm, not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's not. And, and again, of course, there's elements of racism within coronavirus, and vice versa. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, something that you're saying uh, kind of echoes a thought I had. Is like, there's one thing that I think everybody would agree on is that just as a just as a people, regardless of our differences, I think everybody would really love just a a brief sigh of relief, some tidbit of positive news mm. that penetrates you know yeah. like uh we've just figured out that if we uh administer this drug to anybody with covid it increases the likelihood they'll survive it to 95 percent right you know if everybody knew that it's like all right fuck let's just go back to normal then and if i get it i'll go get that drug and ever just a little bit of like oh fucking thing and you still have some crazies like i'm not getting nothing and they'll die off and we mm. don't need them anyway so that's fine <laughs> but you know, just i think everybody just needs a collective Maybe it's just Florida just kind of infests itself, and then we all get Florida back without Floridians. <laughs> you know, yeah. like we because Florida well, would be mean, such a beautiful place. It, the whole this whole thing it, it is starting to wear. It's wearing on Kristen, you know, because she works. She told me the other night. She said, "I, you know, working in customer service in a retail space, she says I interface with hundreds of people a day." Mm. And, she, and like she, unfortunately for her, she ended her day on this real sour note with this crazy. You mentioned this Trump woman that was going off about something Joel Osteen said, and it's just, and she's just like, I just can't listen to these people talk anymore. Like, mm. you can't come in without a mask. That's not my decision. And I was like, I said, just walk away from them from now on. Just like, even if it's five feet, like they'll pick up the body language. Like, just turn and walk. Mm -hmm. You know, if they follow you, then they didn't get it. But. And then you may some. You know, similar to what you said a few weeks ago about how you try to listen to more than one. You don't want to. You don't want to stay in one lane. Something you said along those lines, like listening to Ben Shapiro and listening to Bill Maher. I avoid echo chambers. That. So, I listen to WSB on the radio here, which is obviously right leaning. But on the counter side of that, I listen to the Daily, which is a New York Post podcast. Mm. Doesn't get more skewed the other way. Mm -hmm. And on both stations, in just the last few weeks, I've heard doctors being interviewed by whoever's hosting that hour talk about the virus spread. And the one thing that both sides of polar opposites in the news seem to be consistent on is that they're not concerned about kids getting it and getting sick, and they're not concerned about kids transmitting it. 
Because even the guy in New York said, if you look at all the cases here in New York with as bad as it got in April, you couldn't trace the spread back to a kid. More often than not, the parent gave it to the kid because the parent picked it up from the grocery store. Mm. So not only do they not seem to be negatively impacted by it in majority of cases, they don't even seem to spread it to the older relatives. It's the other way around. Mm. And so even this liberal New York doctor is like, I'm not all that concerned with schools opening back up as far as kids go. The adults in the room, that's a different story. And I've even heard in like Cobb County that teachers are going to be required to wear masks and face shields. Mm. And they're going to do lunch in the classroom. It's going to be grab and go. You're going to be isolated to your core group day to day with rigorous hand washing, this, that, and the other. Yeah. I was kind of on the flip side of where you're standing. Like Adelaide and Aubrey are super pumped at the idea of going back to school. And if the experts on both sides of the political spectrum all think that it's okay, then I was like, well, I don't want to deprive them of that experience. Beyond the physical threat and listening to the doctors, which I certainly value, and their opinions are worth way more than that guy I went to high school with. Yeah. But how much has this changed? How much, I like the doctor who flat out says, and I've heard him, we don't know. Yeah. That's a lot of this is just we don't know. Yeah. And I'm sure that they might feel that about children. But what kind of education is your child getting when that educator is fucking fearful? Yeah. And wearing a mask and a face shield. What and kind gloves. Of, and gloves. What yeah. kind of educational environment is being created? Mm-hmm. I mean, we already ask so fucking much from the pro- public school educator. Hey, uh, Miss When uh, you're not Sanders, dodging you fucking bullets. Up. We're going to need you to mask up, shield up, glove up. Be on the lookout for mass shooters. Uh, <laughs> make sure you don't get coronavirus. And by the way, I know we're only paying you thirty-five k a year. But we're actually bringing it down to thirty. <laughs> Can you bring your own lunch every day? <laughs> and the kids. Uh, yeah, I mean, th- th- there's a, there's a. I, I mean, I, I kind of want to make the meme myself. And I think I might of what the modern day, what they're asking the modern day yeah. teacher to do in some of these counties. I mean, and again, the. School shooting, school violence alone mm. is so problematic in this country. And, and, and we, not two years ago, we are talking about giving them – this president talking about arming the, the, the very teachers. Mm. Okay. Within two years – Mask up, within, face shield Within up, two years, you've, you've basically said our teachers for $35,000 a year mm-hmm. should be armed with medical-grade PPE – at all times and serve lunches in the classroom and most likely behind locked doors. Yeah. What kind of educational fucking system? How does Sweden and Norway and Germany and mm. any other fucking industrial Russia most likely yeah. look at this situation mm. and not think we are the dumbest? The other th- the other thing I love the most they showed a map of where we can travel right now. There's like three fucking countries. One of them's on the eastern side of Africa. I don't think Canada's taken us. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know where else. I know Canada. And not. so they posted this, right? One of these websites, a newscast put this thing up where Americans can travel. It listed the fucking four countries. The rest of the world's blacked out. Shit, I don't care. I'm going to Panama City next and week. Here comes the thing. Here comes the guy <laughs> in his hunting pictures, his profile. Yeah. You know, out covered in deer piss, and here's his hunting profile. But he comes on and says, like an imaginary line could stop me. To which someone underneath him comes in and said, so are you now for illegal immigration too? Like, where does this end? Where does this level of hypocrisy? Yeah. So because, now there are imaginary lines that it doesn't matter if you cross because yeah. you're told you can't. 
Yeah. Do you draw no parallel? Is it, are you really that stupid? And then yeah. the answer I keep, even when I get yes. all worked up, is like, oh, yes. yeah, you're just yes. that fucking stupid. Yes, the you're answer that is, fucking yes. stupid. The answer is one hundred. Can you imagine the boogaloo mad dash for the Canadian border if they if they really got pressed by the United States Army? Hey, how much they would try to get across the Rockies to escape this country? I would. I would. In their Hawaiian shirts in the be, dead of winter. I think there's a great musical comedy comedy to be. I written. would be publicly hoping for their mass slaughter by moose riding mounties on the line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah give them like Canadian. Hey, how you doing like, there? Like extra Canadian femme gay moose riding mounties. Might I ask why the Hawaiian church gentlemen? <laughs> well, what's oh. that there? Oh, they've got, they've got the AR-15s. Bo- Boogaloos. Oh. The, the Boogaloo Boys. All right, mow them down. <laughs> Boogaloo Sounds like my an old bowling team I used to be on. The Boogaloo Yeah, do it up. Shoot them up. Mow them down. Mow them down. Turns out we got guns up here, too. <laughs> we just don't let mo- random assholes have one. I'm going to go get some poutine. <laughs> well, that was a little bloodier than I expected. It's all right. The snow's going to come in on the west side there. It's going to cover up all the bodies. Oh, coyotes will have them out of here by then. You know, when they die on Everest, they just leave oh, them up there. We got geez. more snow here than they do on Everest. Just let them, just let it, let the frogs Let's tell you another reason to be pessimistic about humanity. Watching the documentary about Everest, how much frozen fucking shit, beyond just the dead bodies, because mm-hmm. there's loads of those, yeah, but the frozen fucking reservoirs of human shit that they just say, just, well, Sherpas will get it. You just pay the Sherpa to lug down our frozen shit or have to go up and bring it down at the risk of their life because it's become a biohazard yeah. in fucking Mount Everest. Yeah, I mean, There is no hope. Is, I'm serious. I've watched ever- the beginning episode, the beginning five minutes of uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy at mm. least ten times, wishing it to be true. Yeah. I wish the dolphins would say, so long. And thanks for all the fish, because this has been fucking crazy. And they just fly away, and they and they just blast the earth and make a, a, a interstate highway, an interstellar <laughs> highway out of this fucking place. Sorry, your planet's being uh, removed. Removed. <laughs> Bypass on the intergalactic highway. It's a good movie if you haven't seen it, but it that's how I, that's how I last few days. I just he's he's fucking good in everything. Well, yeah, regular or menthol. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Sam. That's the first thing I'd say to him. I mean, it's just wild fucking times. Now you got, was over the weekend, they're trying to demonize the one guy, Fauci. They're saying the CDC lied. He shared the fucking, what's the old video, the old game show, Pat Woolery? Did you see this? No. Pat Woolery used to host the dating game, Mm. some other 70s, 80s, fairly popular game shows. Now he's just a guy that has a podcast with some other radical right-wing guy. And he said this weekend, or Sunday, I believe, that it's all just a lie. CDC's lying. Doctors, not all of them, he said, but most of them are lying. He the went, doctors who were telling you it's not he, a big deal aren't lying. <laughs> he went down this list of all the people who are lying, and basically it's just only Donald. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the new meme is all like every felon, every person, you know, or not every, that's his list. They're saying, oh, now the list of people that would have to have been in on the lie for this to be some global conspiracy just to elect yeah. Someone other than Donald Trump. Well, it's funny. This makes me think of something, and maybe we can shift shift gears a little bit. Uh, I think we're running out of time here. 
Well, it's we're we're doing okay unless you got a split. I, mean, I can't if we're doing the driving range after. No, we we can't do that tonight. Anyways. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'd like to, but I said I'd be. Is home there a Wendy? Oh no, that's that shit, Wendy's, isn't it? Yeah, you don't. Want yeah, to do go ahead. Um, because of golf, you got me into Rick Shields videos, mm-hmm. and there's never been a person I wanted to hang out with more. He mm-hmm. seems like the coolest. I told you, he just seems like a cool dude. Because of him, I've discovered another YouTuber named Eric Anders Lang. Mm. He's a American guy, and he like his whole job that is basically self-made is making like really well-made with aerial footage from drones, traveling to New Zealand and Scotland, playing Lynx courses, adding you know trip music behind it, mm-hmm. and you know that's one thing Shields is I noticed in, in shit videos to good videos is just the little overlay of music can make yeah. such a difference. Well, and Shields has been a guest on this guy's. YouTube channel and vice versa. Mm-hmm. This guy adds more production value and more cinema than mm-hmm. Shields does. Like he'll do like a two minute montage of just shots with music and aerial footage. Mm-hmm. Um, but the for the second guy I mentioned, he has a podcast. Turns out Rick Shields does too. I just found that out last night. <laughs> and they were talking. I was listening to an old episode mid lockdown. Eric's interviewing Rick Shields in the UK, wanting to know what it's like over there, and they were talking about how. Boris Johnson had COVID, you know, and had just kind of gotten over it. And they were talking about reopening different parts of society over there. The main focus being golf, because mm-hmm. the UK announced that they would allow golf in certain courses in England, right. Scotland, and Ireland, and all these other places were staying out of it. And Rick Shields went on to say, like, there's, he said, the conspiracy theorists don't end in America. He said, there are people over here, just in, you know, my neck of the woods, who think that. Johnson never actually got it. Mm. That they staged him getting it so that they could stage him getting over it to make everything look better and make him look like he's just like everybody else. He's susceptible just like everybody else is, even our leader. And it's like, well, the conspiracy theories aren't limited to this country. Oh, man, they're getting crazier. There's the, uh, the we talked about the, the uh, Justin Bieber one. Did we not? He might be a child you sex slave. Yeah. There was a, uh, the new one now that is that Wayfair sells children online. Yeah, in cabinets. I saw that one. Well, they're not in the cabinets. What their point <laughs> is, I, I'll be honest. I've never been to Wayfair. I've seen I've seen the videos where they're being mocked for selling things that are very expensive, but I don't know why they're expensive or not. But Wayfair, you've got just what I need. Oh uh, yeah, but uh, there's some cabinet that was nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Yeah. This and podcast, this this podcast is brought to you by Child Slave Wayfair. <laughs> if you're in the market for a Bangladeshi child and, and a Bangladeshi a, nice boudoir in a cabinet, for, we'll ship them both. We'll ship them to you for free if you uh, just uh, Venmo ninety five thousand dollars. People believe this shit. People believe that Hillary Clinton leads a, a ring of pedophiles out of a pizza. I know, I know. I thought that would be some like the the iceberg, the tip. Yeah. They believe yeah. in their hearts that people can go online to Wayfair right now. And buy children. And buy a child from a sex slave ring that mm. is part of a larger cabral or conglomerate that Wayfair is either in charge of or just a small cog in. It is insane. Is there any end times thinking in your brain? Like maybe the end times aren't the way the Bible laid it out, but it's just humanity, particularly in North America, getting dumber and dumber and dumber and dumber to where we just kind of implode on ourselves. Well, Are we leading up to, to answer another... the first part of the question, I absolutely think that Armageddon looks far different than what 
Like, yeah, like, like, like everybody wanted zombies and dragons, and what we ended up with was an idiot <laughs> in, in the White House and a virus. A virus see. pandemic that led into like and elementary you know, school teachers autocratic wearing fucking face shields, like yeah. like they're gonna go weld after. Then the, one after of the, one of the kids smarted off. The teacher had a bad day, pulled it, popped the kid. Pop, pop. Pop, pop. The other teacher runs in. She realizes she's made a mistake. Shoots yeah. that teacher. Chest, the other 23 head, had already, the other twenty three kids had seen the incident. So pop, 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 pop. Next thing you know, there's <laughs> on the TV saying not all teachers are bad teachers. <laughs> Just some teachers are bad teachers. It takes a good teacher with a gun to stop a bad teacher. With a gun. That's your... I Mark my fucking words. By 2025, if we're still alive... The NRA will have a slogan trending across only, America. Only, only a good, good teacher with a gun can stop a bad teacher with a gun. I'm Facebooking it right now. Yeah, Facebook it and tag me in it and timestamp it so that we can bring it back up. So in, what, what are we saying? We're saying for, NPR, for NPR platform. We need to be able to tie it in with COVID. It should be... Well, that was the other thing I started to say. I can't tell you how many people I know on Facebook that I only really know through Facebook who were publicly talking about how, like, well, I just couldn't vote for her. Yeah. Like, like, are you happy with what you did vote for, motherfucker? Like, did you did you read any of that complicity that I sent you the article we talked about last pod? No, and well, and truthfully, it, I asked you to send me that because my brother-in-law wanted to read it because oh, I was hammered on like eight shots of tequila trying to re- retell it to mm-hmm. him, and he was also hammered on eight shots. He's like, "I want to read this. Send it to him." Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, I'll get it." Well, I talked about it a little bit with the old man, and there, it, it's 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 a good read in that it stays with you, and you start to see through those new glasses, mm-hmm. right? So. Uh, someone else in the family was talking about they're, they're struggling with people that they love genuinely, but are who seem to be. Well, she, they were, she, they were. This person was trying to draw like there's some line between. I don't remember the terminology she used, but like a trumper who's like a hardcore, yeah, gonna vote no matter what, and someone like a Trumpy. I don't remember what it was, but there was a delineation between the two. But they were. She's like, I don't know if he's really a trumper, or if he's just like. I was like, let me stop you. I, I can't control what you think. Mm-hmm. But at this point, right, at where we are right now, you're either complicit or you're not. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you, you can't be a guy that says, well, I mean, Biden, 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 look at this fucking guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Just because you don't like his, his economic platform. Sure. You sure. have to seriously – because that requiring you to do that, requiring you to say, fuck this guy – or Al, I don't know where we have Alan. He's getting more and more radical. I can't wait to see what a radical libertarian looks like. I think we should organize less. We just got ten million. We just got ten million from the National Party because we reached five percent of the vote. I vote that we throw it in the ocean because we don't need the government's money. And I also vote that we stop having these rallies because it's too organized. I want gravel roads. Gravel roads. Gravel roads. Gravel, 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 gravel. Libertarian. Anyways. No age limits on sexual partners. Nambla, 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 nambla. Gross. No, but to your point, and I hate to draw this comparison because liberals do it with Trump all the time, but at a certain point. You're all complicit if you vote for Donald Trump now. At a certain point when Hitler was alive. You could have made the argument at some We've point. We've done this. 1938. That, Germ- that Germans didn't really know. The 1938. But at some point. You could you could have said. All Germans did know. 
There was a point when when Germany knew. There was, as they say, a bridge too far. Yeah. Yes. And so we're at that point now where come 2030, when your kids ask you, how did you vote in the 2020 election mm-hmm. that that ultimately changed the world for the better or worse, mm-hmm. you can't go, well, I just didn't know. I mean, there, well, were, there was all this fake news and there, and there telling there, me, and but there, I didn't believe that at the time the because Rush Limbaugh said. You, I realized it on the golf course. I play with these guys all the time. Never really gets into politics. I, I had a general idea of where they stood. I was served, I was proved right. I just didn't know how right I would be proved. Mm-hmm. And it was astounding to hear the words that they were that they were describing how their vote would go yeah. because it what there was it was completely devoid of reason. Listen, you can make a case. <laughs> yeah. You can honestly say that I just can't. I mean, I don't know if you can honestly at this point. It's just like they were, they were bashing. They said, fuck Joe Biden. So I walked up to the golf cart, they, and that's all I heard. I was like, what? And they're like, fuck Joe Biden. It's like, is that the extent of your of your, of your platform on this issue? I don't issue? understand There's... what all these colored people are so upset about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it didn't really get much further than that. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying like, it, that was about it, like what you just said. Because what mm. it boiled down to was like, I just can't trust the Democrats. I was Everything like, Why? seems fine to me. And I'm I, not I said, sick. I said, uh, what do you mean? They're like, I mean, look at this all fake. I mean, they let the Democrats let people go protest. I said the Democrats just had something to do with these protests because, from my vision point, there's a lot of people protesting that were just protesting. Not like I saw guys that sounded a lot like you protesting for a goddamn haircut back right. in April. I mean, it's just like, I I just didn't really engage it anymore because it was like, oh my god, these people actually believe this shit that like one, it's all a hoax. Yeah, I mean, and and, and that's where the, it's like you have become. These are the people, these are the loudest people that were always quick to say this couldn't happen here mm-hmm. to something like Shoah, the Holocaust, yeah. or something like, it's just anything like that. It, it wouldn't happen here in America. I'm like, I'm sorry, but y'all have y'all have had ooh, so much ooh. of this Kool-Aid. There's a thought. When you consider our age compared to <clears throat> Germany's age or any other European country that's got some serious tenure on us. Well, Gen- Germany has nowhere near tenure. Well, just on us. just that region of the world. Like you can go to the UK and look at buildings oh, that are older well, than sure. this country. Sure, sure, sure. Do you suppose that because we're only however many? What is it? Two hundred plus two hundred fifty. Yeah. Do you suppose that we're just still working our shit out? Of course. As a people. Yeah. To eventually arrive to whatever level. This is, whatever this is, is not, like, okay, rise and fall we might, and it's like I was telling Alan, when people ask me how serious is it, I always say, I don't think it's that much of a coincidence that no economic world power, military power ever has ever really been democratic. Mm. The Roman democracy died and became the empire. The empire is what we know. Yeah. The movies we watch. Return of the Jedi. (laughs) Sure. <laughs> the movies we watch are based on this, the idea almost exclusively of, of democracies dying. Mm-hmm. Democracies died in Greece. Democracies died. They always die. So it's a question of when. It's not really a question of if. And it's always really the undoing from within, yeah. consistently. Well, it's something yeah. we destroy ourselves. It starts with, I want to drink a beer in public. Well, maybe. Or, uh, and you could say something is stupid. Or it becomes like, you can't say that. Yeah. That's outlawed. Yeah. Cause I, you can't joke on a college campus. Cause we, 
and I'm not even. I'm just giving you what, what it yeah. is. Like, cause we won't allow it. You can't joke about black people. <laughs> you can't joke about white people. You can't joke about anyone. You can't joke about anything in the past in America. That's just as dangerous. Yeah. That well, ideology is just as I dangerous. Guess that's the ultimate thing. Like here, like where do where do where do we go? Because I, you and I could sit here and make fun of. I want a haircut. And I want a Coors Light and my favorite bar. Right. And this is a hoax. And then over here you got. You can't say that. It's like, well, it's like I don't like I don't like either one of you. And this country is is, is a viable third party. Is, and Alan made fun of me because he's like, you know, oh, well, libertarian. Like, Fuck that. I mean, I said a viable. Yeah. I said a, a, a realistic third Somebody, party. Somebody. I don't know. And don't even call it a party. That would be the most beautiful thing. Be yeah. like, do you not want to do this anymore? We don't have to be some fucking big third party. Yeah. But do you want to continue this? Somebody, I remember who, I'd have to go back and dig, but somebody in my Facebook thread shared this thing that's trending now about some group, it's not the Lincoln group, but it's something like that, where they're promoting this concept of two likable, viable candidates from both parties running together and agreeing to basically flip a coin over who holds which office, president and vice president, and agreeing in that coin flip to still share the responsibilities of both to be part of the conversation on all the decisions. And then in the picture of this, you have Andrew Yang, which, given the amount of money the government just gave to people back in April, his platform's not that ridiculous because that's mainly what he ran on was, mm -hmm. was national income. And the other guy was uh, one guaranteed of, income, right? Well, the other guy was ex-military, high-up general. I don't know his name. I didn't look too much into it, but I was like, "What a concept!" Somebody who's considered pretty radical and on in the democratic spectrum, and somebody who's ex-military, Republican, conservative, etc. There's what a concept! Them running together and agreeing to weigh in on all the big presidential decisions, regardless of who holds what office mm. over a coin flip. So rather than, than picking from your own party, which would require the total demo, to, if you're looking for that within this current system, it's never going to happen. In, in the spectrum of history, they talk about how Bill Clinton came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't really paying attention to politics, but they talk about how Barack Obama came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And ignited this fire, at least just within black voters, because the uh, this was the speech at the 2008 Democratic National Convention, right? But they always talk about how you never, you, like, you saw peak black voter turnout for his run. He ignited this thing in that community that didn't exist before. And I think about him. I think about Clinton coming out of nowhere. It's like, wouldn't that be something? If out of nowhere in November you had a a Mattis Yang ticket. Uh, it wasn't Mattis, but somebody like that. Just kind of come out of nowhere and be like, fuck Joe Biden, fuck Donald Trump. Here's what we're going to do. Mm. And because there's so much shit going on and everybody's so tired of everything, it all just funnels into the middle. I mean, it would be a fundamentally game changer. I mean, it would, it would something like that. We, I mean, we're already living through what we probably feel is like the... I mean, every every society has their interesting times, but this certainly feels like a, a, a landmark. Like it's well, and that concept goes back to what I said earlier. Is like I feel like just as a whole, regardless of where you stand outside of the fringe elements, everybody just I think needs a a blowjob. Yeah, a national blowjob. A national blowjob. And if all of a sudden you had two people that were running that weren't idiots, that weren't a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like I liked I liked him, and he is former military. I don't see anything wrong here. Mm -hmm. Like, wouldn't that be something if 
all this shit. Yeah, my vote. It just won't happen. So, I mean, it's just like, how do we... I don't want to play any any like, mental hula hoops with this one because it's just like, I just want to get it over with. And then we'll, we'll just let, you know, we'll know what we have to work with. Four more years of this, maybe, or four year years of... Maybe, or two and a half years of Biden, and then he'll die, and then we'll be have the vice presidential pick. Yeah. I said that the other day. Dad, my, I was telling my old man, I was like, he better pick right because the pick will be... It'll be big. This this VP pick will be a very large thing, and or he could do what Hillary Clinton did and go. I'm gonna pick that guy, Tim Kaine. Yeah, that was who. <laughs> I didn't like you to begin with, and I don't know who you're running. With. It was such a blunder. <laughs> so many people she could have gone with, and I don't know if it would have mattered in the end. But you should have picked Michelle uh, Obama. We know who that is. She, uh, but yeah, no. <laughs> what was I saying? You're telling your dad about Joe Biden better pick. Somebody. Oh, he better because I don't think he'll make it. I don't think he'll make it. I mean, I, I could say this, Trump should, same shit. His diet, I don't think he'd make a second term. God, if anybody needs to get COVID. It wouldn't happen. <laughs> it just wouldn't. We're not that lucky. But I keep hearing And this. then he'd be asymptomatic. And then he'd tell people it doesn't do anything to you. It would be the worst thing ever if he got COVID. I had a little bit of a scratch in my throat. Fixed it with a CDC's little bit of CDC's full of shit. I got COVID. No big deal. Fixed I wanked it a few COVID. times. Had a few Diet Cokes. That's about it. I heard this. This is a podcast I listen to. They talk about this beverage called BioLite. Helped me immensely. Fucking <laughs> bump there for BioLite. <laughs> Let's wrap this one up. I think we bored them enough with this. Oh, we gotta end on something better than Trump well, and BioLite. I, I don't know what you wanna. I, you, this is what happens sometimes when we go down these fucking avenues. Yeah. We could just tie. I don't know how to tie it back into your tour shelf, but. Nah, we don't need to tie it back into. That. Oh, had a thought. Oh boy. I can't play golf well. But let's imagine for a moment that I could play as well as you do. Mm, which is not. Let me stop for the listeners' there. It's not I, possible. No, no, no. I'm oh. saying don't. I'm not that good. You're better than I am. That's not easy. Or that's not hard to be right now. That doesn't make me good. Where, be, me being better than you is not me being good. Do you have a handicap? Let's put it this way. My golf rounds are wildly variable right now because I have a, a somewhat – I got something going on. I'm trying to work my way through a hitch that I did not have for about a year and a half. Is it COVID? Oh, okay. No, I just, I didn't play for three months, and I think it is affecting. What are you, like, slicing a lot or something? Or I'm chunking a lot of balls. There's something going on. I'm working my way through it. I had an okay route. I had a, I worked on it and went back and played 18 on Saturday and did better. All right, well. But anyways. For the sake of conversation, prior to this. Yeah, I am better Pitching you. your giddy up. What was your best game? Uh. On a real course, I've shot an 81 on okay. a real course. So I'm, what would you say like had, your all-time average is prior to? Oh, all-time. Who fucking knows? Uh, I wouldn't even know. Well, like, if you, could you confidently say, like, I'll break 90 I, on this one? I, can, I, might, I feel very confident on most courses. I, I will hover at 90, and on some, on a good day, I can mm. be in an 85. All right. So let's say for argument's sake that I'm also an 85 to 90 golfer, okay. which it will take 15 years. Right. But you know. See, I play just to stop you. I try not to look at the whole eighteen and that score. Mm. So, and I want to tell you because I think it'll help anybody. Break it down, and you're playing either. I do three holes, mm-hmm. right? So I look at I look at it like I'm playing three holes. I look at it in chapters, mm-hmm. right? So I'm trying to just play these three holes the best as I can. Because if I try, if I'm over here thinking ah, eighteen holes, I'm trying mm-hmm. to hit this score. I don't play well. 
So I try to compartmentalize a little bit and say, all right, these three holes, this is what I want to do. I want to be at even or plus one. That is a big thing that I've heard. Shields, Lang, a bunch of other YouTubers say, like, visualize your shot. Mm-hmm. So much of this game is mental. If you're if you're thinking negatively, you're going to hit poorly. Negatively, yeah. Um, so let's say then, for argument's sake, that we're both we're both relatively equal. We go out and we play somewhat often, and we tie... And maybe you end up plus one or minus one, and I end up plus one. We're neck and neck. I have a TV show idea for if and when that day ever comes, where you and I both choose a porn star okay. that we have to crash course teach golf in a week and then compete against one another in 18 holes. So it would be two teams playing against yeah. each other, not like we're training the girls to go head-to-head. No, exactly. It's me and Janice Griffin. Best ball. Versus you and, Layla and Riley Reed. Layla London. Okay. <laughs> and we have two te- We and that's the TV show. You know, at first I thought, like, too inexperienced, but that's not t- that's not interesting. Like, you, we could end up with fucking John Hamm and Dwight from The Office. Right. And just, Everyone does that. Right. Make it porn stars. And, and get their best golf game, and we have one week. Because if I could say anything, I, I feel like I could make this broad, sweeping statement. Riley Reed probably never hit a golf ball. Maybe. Layla London probably hasn't ever hit a golf She's ball. She's got the legs for it, though. She's just choosing her because she looks like No, her. I do, but I'm also looking at athletic builds, and I yeah. think Riley's going to be able to, to get the golf shot quicker. Well, you're not going to Or not Riley, but Layla. You're not going to necessarily have your pick of the litter. It's mm-hmm. going to be two random porn stars every week of the show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one week we could get some retirees. It'd be Brianna Banks versus Jana, Jenna Jameson. Ooh, now that would be fun. But, the question would become how long before we, like, Proposition about you know a blowy on the in the golf cart. How long do or before we get proposition? Did we tell you what happens on the tenth hole? <laughs> we do a shot a hole. Then on the tenth, we shoot it in your hole. We shoot it in your hole. No, but I thought what a great concept if you had two comics okay, right. who were okay golf neck and neck. Not they don't, we wouldn't even necessarily be good so long as we're equal in our play against mm-hmm. one another so that it's not stacked. If it was me and you versus Layla and Riley now, we would me and Riley would obviously lose just because you're a better hitter than I am. Mm. Even if Layla dragged you down the whole way. No, I have I have my thought on this would be I would tailor her game in that week. I wouldn't try to teach her golf in a week. I would say here's what you're gonna be doing. I'm gonna have you hitting in and around the green. Yeah. Right? You can hit any ball you want if you want to try to hit any balls, whatever. But, like, I'm going to tailor her game. Mm-hmm. This is all I need you to do is to chip this ball or to putt this ball. Right. That, that would be my and general premise, too. And bend over real nice when you... Well, and there's the fu- there's the there's your sale to Netflix or, or oh, whoever. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's the content. They're going to wear skirts, and they're going to be short. Yeah. Well, and, and thong-backed. Are we trying to be like Dan Balzerian now, the two guys that just... No, I, don't, I wouldn't want it to be douchey. But I just had a thought, like, wouldn't that be fun to <laughs> to, to pivot again? And, and the whole challenge is, like, you have five days and I have five days I to prefer, make them I, decent hitters. I, I, I like the idea of doing it. I feel like there should be, like, a at the at the turn, a jack, like, a how long, you know, you have to answer a series of golf questions while said porn star gives you a jerk. You have that long until you come. We, elements of the Japanese well, porno We've show. left Netflix, but sure. Fuck. Well, after the porno, you had me watch less, less show. Oh, yeah, they'll let anything go on there, won't they? But, I mean, I, I'm not totally opposed to that. I feel like I feel like up until that point in our conversation, Leah might have signed off. <laughs> and you've just squashed that. 
you know. I'll go to church. I'll make it right. <laughs> listen, listen. Uh, it's just she looks like you. She's just giving me a gibber on the ninth hole, and then we keep, and then we finish the show. Speaking of gibbers, WFUCK. Nine seven five. Coming up next, we got traffic and weather. We got sports with Skip Madaver. Ah, oh, sorry. Important phone call. <laughs> Coming up next, we've got Papa Roach. Papa Roach, Nastria. Oh, 